<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here, Expensive Facts. Like always, of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday morning so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my AEW Rampage review. And overall, I thought Rampage was a good episode on Friday. We know the next two Rampages coming up will be live. The one next week on the 27th and the next week on the 3rd. So that's pretty cool. We're going to get two live Rampages the next two weeks. I think that's great. I think... Um, I think Rampage might be live before Forbidden Door on the 24th. I could be mistaken, but we'll see. Again, you know, I don't want to keep, like, sounding like a broken record, but I feel like Rampage should just be live. It really should be. Like, they got to figure it out. It just it feels like it's so much better when it's, like, got the live crowd. Because next week it's going to be at 5.30, so over in Vegas time, that's at 2.30. You know, you could think, like, how, how are you going to get people to go to that show? We're going to get a lot of tourists going to that show anyway, you know, with the pay-per-view coming up. Everyone's probably booked their trip for Dynamite, Rampage, and the Fan Fest, and Double or Nothing. So, yeah, you'll get a lot of people for that show, even though it'll be 2.30 at that time. I mean, that's actually, that's actually crazy, though, when you think about it. Because Rampage is 5, it's at 5.30 next Friday, and that's 2.30 in Vegas time. So when the show ends, I mean, I don't know if they're going to tape dark after. Let's say they do, and it's 4.30 in the afternoon. Like, imagine that. It's still, you still have the rest of the day to go. That's actually pretty cool, honestly. That actually really is. When you think about it, when you actually think about it, that's actually pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. But, um, let's get right into the review right here. Let's get right into the show. So we start with the first match, a trios match. The House of Black versus, was it was the House of Black? Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King versus Fuego Del Sol in Dark Orders number 10 and Evil Uno. So it's kind of funny like how Death Triangle opened up Rampage last week, and now this week it was, how, it was the House of Black. So that's actually pretty cool. And overall, this match was actually good. I actually like this match. I honestly like this match right here, and it was really fun. I mean, the main event was my favorite match of the night, but this match was good. You know, we all know it's leading up to the House of Black versus Death Triangle. You know, not the House of Black versus two-thirds of Death Triangle. Now you have Death Triangle fully here. And again, overall, you know, with the House of Black, they kind of have, like, disappeared a little bit. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Julia Hart. Is she going to join the House of Black eventually? I think it's going to happen the Dynamite after Double or Nothing. I think they're going to do something with... The House of Black and the Varsity Blondes. And then this time Julia Hart will turn heel and she'll actually join up with the House of Black. That's what I that's what I'm thinking, honestly. Cause if you do it at the pay-per-view, it doesn't make sense because they're wrestling Death Triangle. What does Julia Hart have to do with Death Triangle? She has nothing to do with them. It's not like the House of Black is facing the varsity blondes and somebody else, or you just want to do a regular tag team match like Malachi and Buddy or Malachi and Brody, whatever the fuck. You know, so I think she'll turn heel the dynamite after double or nothing. That's a prediction right there. That's what I'm thinking. It doesn't make sense to do it this week, and it doesn't make sense to do it at double or nothing. It just doesn't. It makes no sense. You want to do it after? That's completely fine. That's fine. And I think Julia, I think Julia would be nice for the House of Black, honestly. It's something very unexpected. You know, because who would have expected that? Maybe like, Months ago, because she looks like a baby face, she doesn't look like a heel. Maybe she'll work good as a heel. 
Who knows? We'll definitely see what happens. You know, and uh, with this match, right, you know, it was nice to see members of the Dark Order wrestle. They've kind of, like, gotten lost in the shuffle, I would say. I mean, we did meet my boy, King MGJ, and my father. We went to Dynamite the week before on Long Island. We saw some of the Dark Order members... Some of the Dark Order members wrestle, like Alex Reynolds wrestled in Dark Elevation against Brody King. Um, number 10 and Evil Uno wrestled in a tag team match against some jobbers. And, of course, you know, John Silver wrestled CM Punk. You know, it just really is a shame that Stu Grayson isn't there because that guy was so underrated. You know, I saw him as, like, a TNT champion. Easily. Easily. But I think... I think number 10 is going to be the next member of the Dark Order to win a championship. Because the only member of the Dark Order to win a championship was Mr. Brody Lee. Nobody else has won a championship in the Dark Order. I think number 10 will because, you know, he was Brody's, you know, protege. You know, he's got the look. Not too shabby in the ring. He did pretty good in this match, you know. He's got a lot of potential. But you got to build him up as a monster heel, honestly, if you really want to give him a big push. Because I don't know if he could do good as a monster babyface. You know, I'm not saying, like, he should leave the Dark Order. Maybe the Dark Order turns heel again. I, I don't know. You know, because the Dark Order was getting a lot of time on television, you know, when they were doing the whole hangman Brian Danielson feud. They were getting a lot of time on TV, you know. Danielson wrestled... Uh, who did he wrestle? Evil Uno, Cole Cabana, Alan Angels, and then John Silver. You know, so they got some TV time. Those guys got some TV time out there, which was great. You know, and I think other than number 10, I think John Silver would be a champion as well. Because you could really build him up as a really nice underdog. He's over with the crowd. He's great for his size in the ring. He can go in the ring. It's unbelievable what he does at his size. Because he's five foot four. He's five foot four, John Silver. The way that he moves is absolutely fucking insane. And the things that he does. And his physique as well. I mean, it's insane. It really is. It seriously is. But back to this match right here. It was enjoyable. You know, Fuego, he's really not that bad of a wrestler. Fuego, honestly. Like, his gimmick is whatever, honestly. I don't think many people really care about Fuego because he is a jobber. You know, it took him so long to actually get his first win in AEW. I think, like, wasn't he, like, on a winless streak to, like, June of last year or something, something like that, like he won on Dark or Dark Elevation, whatever it was, I know him and Cody actually teamed up for a while, like, what was, uh, Cody Fuego 2, something like that, they didn't, never did that on TV, they just did it with the YouTube shows, it was pretty funny though, honestly, um, that's in Fuego 2, is he out of his contract right there, when you think about it, that's kind of funny, is, did he ever get released from his contract, like Cody, well, well Cody didn't get released, you know, just, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. He's playing another gimmick. I'm just making light of the whole thing right there. Let's have some fun, honestly. Let's not be all, like, stuck up and everything. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, but no, in this match right here, you know, the House of Black have a lot of momentum right now. In their feud with Death Triangle. It's like how Death Triangle won last week against the Butcher and the Blade and Mark Quinn. And the House of Black, they got the win in this match right here. But it was back and forth action right here. These guys didn't go away quietly. You know, Fuego got taken out towards the end of the match, but number 10, Evil Uno, they kept on fighting with everything they can't, everything they tried to do right here. They did everything they could. Everything they, could. they did everything they could. 
It just was enough for the House of Black to get the win over Fuego, number 10, and Evil Uno. Good match. Good match start off Rampage. But then after the match, here comes Death Triangle. There's a tombstone on the rampway. And Pento Skuro takes off, you know, the covering on the tombstone. And it says double or nothing. And the House of Black is written on the tombstone. So it, it was made official. It was made official at double or nothing. It will be a trios match between Death Triangle and the House of Black. Not two-thirds of Death Triangle, all of Death Triangle this time. You thought that match was good on the pre on the I say pre-show, the buy-in revolution, where it was the House of Black versus two-thirds of Death Triangle and Eric Redbeard. This match is gonna be even fucking better. I'm I'm looking forward to Ray Phoenix and Buddy Matthews going at it. I need those two to go out at one-on-one after this pay-per-view. Because they're gonna do some really great things in this match, but I need to see them go out at one-on-one. That's a match I wanna see. You know, and honestly, like, who needs the win more? It's, like, it's kind of tough to say because, uh, well, the House of Black beat him at Revolution, but, again, that wasn't the whole, that wasn't all of Death Triangle. So it's kind of like, okay, they won, but you didn't beat the whole team. You beat two-thirds of the team. Because Ray Phoenix was hurt, Eric Redby was in. You know, if the House of Black wins this time, it's great. Does it hurt Death Triangle? Honestly, no. It doesn't really hurt them because I think they'll be fine. You know, listen, the Lucha Bros, they were tag team champions for a while. I think Pac needs to get involved with some title eventually because he's kind of... Not that he's got lost in the shuffle. It's like, you know, everything with him and the travel, honestly. Like, he hasn't really been here full-time at times. Hopefully, he is here full-times. I don't know if he's moved to the States at all. You know, but he needs to get involved in a championship because it's been a while. Get him involved with the TNT championship. Because the thing with the TNT championship, we're going to get to that towards the end. That's before the main event. It really is a disaster, honestly. Like, you know, I'm happy for Scorpio Sky that he's champion again. But it's just like, you got to do something new right here. You know, you need a refreshing start. Because there hasn't been a great... The last best TNT champion was Miro. Honestly, we're going to talk... Let's not get too much into it. We'll talk about that when we get to that segment. I'm just putting it out there. Miro was the last best TNT champion. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say right there. That's all I'm trying to say right there. Uh, But now we get to the next thing right here on this program. The next match. Sean Spears, the giant killer now. The chairman, the giant killer. Versus Big Damo. So it did say Sean Spears is going to face a giant... And he faced a giant in Big in Big Demo, formerly known as Killian Dane. I knew he looked a little bit familiar. And Killian Dane actually did wrestle back in uh, NXT. Was he part of Sanity? I think he was part of Sanity in... Uh, yeah, he was. He was part of Sanity in WWE. Yeah, I, remember, I remember they were great in NXT. Like, I didn't really like them at first. But once they really, like, you know, got put on television more, and they were at the takeovers, I actually liked them. I think they won the NXT World Tag Team titles. And they got called to the main roster and just nothing, honestly. Nothing nothing happened after that. You know, I, I really... And, of course, the best part of Sandy was Nikki Cross. She was the best part. I think she's the only one that's still there in WWE. Because Eric Young's gone. Killian Dane, we had that one appearance now in AEW. I don't know if they're going to sign him. I mean, I don't know where you put him, honestly. If, you, if they sign him, 
it seemed like a one a one off kind of thing. I don't think Alexander Wolf is there in WWE anymore. We know Nikki Cross or now Nikki Ash. She's still there. I was happy she got her moment. She got to win the Roman's title back in July last year. But I was like, yeah, he does look a little bit familiar. I was like, oh, that's Killian Dames. He has a whole new look. He doesn't have the hair now. He's bald and everything. So I'm like, oh, okay. And, I mean, this match, right, it was a short match. You kind of expected that, you know. We all knew Sean Spears wasn't going to lose. And Big Damon was impressive, honestly. For the couple minutes he got in the ring with Sean Spears. That's what I've been saying about Sean Spears. He can have a good match with almost anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. And I thought they were going to trick us with saying, like, oh, he's wrestling a giant, but it turns out it's somebody else. Like, like a smaller person. Like, no. He actually faced a pretty big guy. Big Damo was a pretty big guy. So that was a test right there for Sean Spears. Like, he had a test against, uh, who was it, Bear Boulder last week on Rampage. He wrestled. So, yeah, I mean, he's been getting tested right here for war, though. Like, they're not actually going to play it down. Yeah, he's going to wrestle giants. Spoiler alert, oh, it's little people he's going to wrestle. Like, no. <coughs> Excuse me. That's what I like right there. At least he's wrestling, you know, big guys right here, honestly. So, eh, that's just what it is right there. But it was a short match. You know, Big Damo got his shit in right here again. Sean Spears did everything he could. Had him in the corner. So Sean Spears took advantage, and he, you know, he was carrying him around right there, and him with the C4, I was like, oh, wow. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty strong guy, Sean Spears. He really is. He carried around Bear Boulder last week for the C4, did it to Wardlow back on Dynamite a couple days ago, and now did it to Big Damo on Rampage. It's like, jeez. He is a strong guy, Sean Spears. It just comes back to it. If this guy had an ounce of charisma, this guy would be such a huge star. He wouldn't be in this feud. He would probably be a world champion right now in any company if he just had an ounce of charisma because he's such a good worker. He is such a good worker, Sean Spears, but when he talks, he does not sound like a wrestler. He sounds like a guy trying to pretend to be a wrestler. That's what he sounds like. He doesn't come off as believable, like, yeah, I'm a tough guy or I'm an obnoxious kind of heel and everything. Like He just doesn't come off as that. He comes off as a regular guy, as a... You know, very average Joe, as I would say. Or as anybody else would say. It's the same thing with QT Marshall. We haven't seen him on TV in a while. And he's wrestled more, mostly on, of course, Dark and Dark Elevation. But I'm just saying, if he had that ounce of charisma too, he would be a huge star. Because he's another good worker. Fantastic workers. They just, they have no charisma when they speak. I mean, Sean Spears did cut a pretty good promo... After this match, you know, talking about Wardlow and the Steel Cage match coming up. And how he's going to beat him and everything. Okay, that was a good promo from him. A very rare good promo from Sean Spears. And like I said, I, I really thought Sean Spears was very believable at one point. Back in, like, December of 2020. Like, when he when he was leaving for a while. And it seemed like he was just going to leave Tully and everything. Like, he was going to go on his own. But then, of course, three months later, he joined up with the Pinnacle and everything. And I thought, oh, that's actually huge for him. But then when he speaks, it's just like, he's not believable. He's just not. You can't get behind him. Like, when he's in the ring, again, he's great. I mean, I would say his best match in AEW probably has to be, in my honest opinion, I would say with Sammy back in uh, back in August of last year when they wrestled in Houston. 
I honestly thought that was uh, Spears' best match in AEW. And he's had he's had a lot of good matches in AEW. I think he wrestled. Did he wrestle Darby at one point? I don't know if he has. I could, I could be I could be mistaken on that one. His matches his matches with Cody was good, or they were good, I should say. You know, eh. It comes down to having that ounce of charisma right there. He just doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it. It's what it is, though. It's what it is. But I'm looking forward. I am looking forward to the match between him and Wardlow in the Steel Cage match. He actually did say it's the main event. So I'm like, oh, that's going to be the main event. I mean, do I want it as the main event? Honestly, I'd rather it open up the show. Because I want the main event to be Jungle Boy versus Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks. That's what I want the main event to be. That could be a really good main event. Like, I would have Wardlow and Sean Spears open up Dynamite, honestly. That's what I would do. That's just what I would do. Or you could have Punk and Hangman confront each other in the main event. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. I mean, I don't know if I really care for Wardlow... I don't. I really don't know if I care for you know Wardlow versus Sean Spears the main event. It's gonna be good. We know MJF's gonna do his stupid shit honestly because he's gonna be the special guest referee. So <sighs> I just I just feel like it shouldn't be the main event honestly. Uh, that's just how I feel. I feel like the main event should just be. Should just be Jungle Boy versus Swerve Strickland versus Ricky Starks. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like, honestly. Because, you know, with Wardlow and Sean Spears, the main event, it's not like it's Wardlow versus Cody. Like, that's just... Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it'll be a good match, you know, and everything. I, I just don't know. I feel like the main event should just be the triple threat match, honestly. Or just CM Punk and Hangman confronting each other. That's honestly what I feel like they should do. That's what I feel. But backstage, we did see FTR, the AAA World Tag Team Champions, and the Ring of Honor... World Tag Team Champions, except for Pugmy Vice's challenge. And we will see them wrestle for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles next week on Dynamite. So that should be good. That should be a good match right there. It really should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good match next week on Dynamite. You know, FTR even mentioned... They're also going to go after the IWGP World Tag Team Titles. That could happen at Forbidden Door. And then after that, they can go after the AEW World Tag Team Titles. That could definitely happen. That could definitely, definitely happen. We'll definitely see. We shall definitely see. But that should be a good match next week. Honestly, it should be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. 
Because, you know, it does make sense right there. FTR can go after the IWGP World Tag Team titles at Forbidden Door. And then they can win the AEW World Tag Team so they, so they can have four tag team titles. I mean, that honestly would make them the best tag team in the world. There would be no other tag team better than them. I'm sorry to say. There just wouldn't be. Four tag team titles? Come on. Come on. You can't top that at all. You just simply can't. You simply, simply can't. You really can't top that at all. But now we get to the next match right on the women's side. An Owen Hart Foundation Tournament quarterfinal match between Chris Statlander and Red Velvet. So Chris Statlander took a car with spot in this match. You know, we all know Sheeta's not hurt. She is wrestling in Japan. Like, we don't know what's going on with that situation. Like, because Sheeta was on social media, like, last week when they announced that she was hurt. You know, and she put a question mark saying this and that. And I was like, so was this like a work? Or was there, was there no good communication between Sheeta and AEW? Like, did she not know about this? That's like the weird, that's like the weird part. That's the weird part, honestly. You know, that's just what makes it weird. It really does. Like, did she know about this? Is it just a work? Just to get the people riled up or something? Uh, Honestly, honestly, I don't know. And I'm sure all of us really don't know. I really don't know, to be honest. But this match was actually good. I gotta give Red Velvet credit. She's improved in her last couple matches. I gotta give her credit, because she was one of the worst wrestlers, one of the worst women wrestlers in AEW for quite a while. But these last few matches that she's had, she's gotten a lot better, honestly. She's gotten a whole lot better. And Chris Statlander, man... She is really that damn good. The way she picked up Red Velvet, and she was using one arm. She used one arm at one point and slammed her down. I was like, oh my god. I think I think we just found someone that could beat Jade in the future. I think we found... I think we found somebody that could beat Jade in the future for the belt. I really think so. I think it could be Chris Statlander. I honestly think it could be Chris Statlander. Because she's got the strength. She can match up with Jade. That's... Eh, she's something. She really is. I don't know. She might go all the way down this tournament. We did see Ruby Soho on commentary for this match. I don't know. Statlander, man. Like I said, she matches up with Jade. She actually does. And it is kind of cool to see Statlander's new gimmick. Because, I mean, her alien gimmick was fun for a while. It got a little bit, you know, outplayed, I would say, honestly. You know, her mic skills are, you know, they're whatever. Not the best, not the worst. It's kind of like Serena Deeb. Not the best, but definitely not the worst. It's in the middle, average above average. But she's got a lot of potential, Statlander. She's got a lot of potential, and honestly, I think she could be the one to beat Jade. Because there's a few people on my list, I think, that could beat Jade. I would say Statlander's one. I think Sheeta would be two. And then Serena D would be three. And of course, you have Britt Baker at four. And you could have Jamie Hayter in there as five. Tony Storm is six. That's like my top six women that could beat Jade for the belt. I don't think Kira Hogan or Red Velvet would beat Jade for the belt, honestly. You know, you need somebody to you need somebody to match up with Jade. 
you know, because I don't think anybody would believe if Kiera Hogan would try to beat Jade. I don't think that would be so, I don't think that would be believable. Same thing with Red Velvet. It just wouldn't be believable. You know, Willow Nightingale, she would be believable. And I like her. Hopefully she gets signed pretty soon to AEW. That would be nice. So she's so that's top seven right there. So she would be she would be believable as well, honestly. So yeah, so those are my top seven women right there that could beat Jade for the belt or should beat Jade for the belt. Just don't let it be somebody stupid, honestly. Don't do that shit. Don't let it be Riho or fucking uh, Maki Ito. Oh my god, that would be. I would legit cry if they did a feud between Maki Ito and Jay Cargo. That would be so bad, honestly. Like, nothing against Maki Ito, but holy shit, that would actually be terrible. I think people would fucking hate it. Honestly, I think people would fucking hate that shit. I really think people would fucking hate that shit. They really fucking would. Oh my gosh. But no, this match between Red Velvet and uh, and Statland, it was really good. It was a really good match, and I liked it. You know, probably... I probably would have to say it's Red Velvet's best match in AEW. I would have to say it. But Statlander is very impressive. Like I said, the way she picked up with one... Like when she had her picked up and then she used her one shoulder. I was like, oh my god. And she used her one arm right there. I was like, no way. Like, she's strong. She's seriously strong. I don't think she could do that to Jade. If she can, then holy fuck. I don't think she can, though. But... She is very impressive, Statland. She's always been impressive, honestly. We know she's had her injury problems in the past, you know. But she's a damn good wrestler. She's honestly a damn good wrestler. And she's been in a couple title matches. She had the title match against Nyla Rose at Revolution in 2020. I actually didn't see that match. But, of course, I saw the match between her and Britt Baker at All Out last year. And it was good. It was actually a good match. I thought Statland was going to win. And the funny thing is... It was supposed to be Britt Baker versus Lita. Because they were going to bring in Lita for an appearance. And rest, and she was going to wrestle Britt Baker at All Out. But they couldn't come to an agreement. Just imagine that though. Just imagine that. Imagine that CM Punk and Lita having a match on the same damn card in 2021. But they've both been on the same damn card in 2022 in different companies. But that's still really cool. You would feel like you're back in the past. Like, say if Lita was on that card, you would have her on the card, CM Punk, Christian Cage in the main event. And then, of course, you have, like, Brian Daniels and Adam Cole coming out right there. And, of course, Jericho's on the card as well. You would feel like, you would feel like you're back, like, in the past almost. That's, like, a lot, lot, lot of nostalgia right there. It's crazy. But, no, honestly, honestly, Statlander would be very believable if she's the one to beat Jade. She actually would be very believable. Because, like I said, she matches up with her in size. I think, well, I think Jade's a little bit taller. But it comes down to strength. They're both very strong. They're both equally very strong. I would say just about the same. We know Jade is a little bit taller, like I said. But it comes down to strength. And they're both equal at that. And they're both good wrestlers. Jade Cargill, you know, 
like I said, like I said, when she won the T or when she was going to win the TBS Women's Title, I said that championship will make her a better wrestler. And you could say, oh, but how does that change everything? She's still green. It's going to make her better. It's going to give her more confidence because now she's on top. You would think, oh, that makes her more nervous and everything, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it was going to make her better, and it absolutely has. It absolutely has made her a better wrestler. Especially her training with Brian Danielson as well. It's also made her better. You know, but I was saying, and that, and that whole tournament, it was built for Jade. We all knew Jade was going to win. She wasn't going to get beat in the tournament. That would make no sense. Oh, but disqualification count. No, but then she still loses. It's a loss. You need the perfect opponent to beat Jade. And that could be Statlander. That honestly could be Statlander. It honestly could be her. Because we know Jade's going to lose some time in the future. And who knows? She could be champion for a couple of years. You never know. You never know. It's how dominant she is. She might not lose the belt for quite a while. I just know this. When she loses the TBS Women's title, she's going after the other women's title. So you better be ready for that as well. Or she might become a double champion. Imagine that. Could you imagine that now? That would be really cool. That honestly wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm going to be completely honest. It actually wouldn't. But back to this match, though, between Statlander and Velvet. Like I said, very enjo- very enjoyable. And Velvet hit her finish on Statlander. That didn't beat her. Even Soho was shocked on commentary. And Statlander just took control. Didn't go for a finish. She tried to go for a finisher, but she wasn't able to hit it. Red Velvet was trying to like roll her up. But then Statlander rolled her back up. One, two, three. And Chris Statlander gets the win. And she will move on to face Ruby Soho in the semifinals next week on Rampage. And the winner will face the winner of Britt Baker and Tony Storm on Dynamite. It's so hard. So these, this is the final four right there. The final four is Britt Baker and Tony versus Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. It's a good final four, honestly. It's a good final four. It's actually a good final four. I'm gonna be completely honest. It has been. Or actually, no, it has been. It is a good Final Four. And the tournament hasn't been that bad on the women's side. Other than Maki Ito. I mean, honestly, I didn't really mind it. But they could have done a little bit better. Or they could have done a lot better with the Joker. Honestly. They really could have. But after this match... After this match, Kira Hogan and Jade Cargo started attacking Chris Statlander. And here comes Ruby Soho trying to help out. And then here comes Anna Jay. And she chased off everybody. We know Anna Jay and Jade Cargo have history. That was Jade Cargo's first title defense. It was against it was against Anna Jay. It was against Anna Jay at um It was on Rampage. It was on it was on Rampage, I believe, on January twenty first, I believe. So they definitely have history right there. They definitely have a lot of history right there. I'm like, alright, I mean, I'm down to see Cargill and Anna Jay go at it for the belt. And we did see backstage when Shivani was trying to interview Jade Cargill. And Jade Cargill said, cut the shit and told him to leave. And then Jade Cargill said to Anna Jay, you want this smoke? Or you want this ass whooping? You're going to get this ass whooping. So it was made official for double or nothing. It will be Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay for the TBS Women's title. I'm like, oh, okay. That's unexpected, but I like it. And like I said, they do have history, like I said. 
Jay Cargill beat Anna Jay in her first title defense. So they have history. So Anna Jay definitely has a you know a right to wrong right here. So I don't think I think in the future, honestly, I would say Anna's believable, but right now, I mean Anna's good, but I don't know if I would say she should beat Jade. And she's not gonna beat Jade a double or nothing. She's not gonna beat her. But not yet, though. Not yet for Anna. I don't think she's ready to be champion just yet. Honestly, I just, I just don't think so. I honestly don't think so just yet. But. And we'll see what definitely We'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good match. It is gonna be a good match, double nothing. Like I so said, they have history. It's not something random. So at least they have they have history. So I'm looking forward to it. So now we get to the segment right here that I want to talk about. So Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, well Scorpio Sky, the TNT champion, Oli Ethan Page, Dan Lambert, they come out and they demand the TNT championship back. Because Sammy Guevara stole it last week after the main event between Scorpio Sky and Frank Kazarian. I'm like. Oh, here we go. And Ethan Page, man, like I said, when he talks, he is so believable. He really is. Like, he's a built-up motherfucker. When he talks, he just sounds like a fucking psycho. And he's good in the ring. He's good in the ring. He hasn't wrestled in quite a while. I don't know if he's banged up a little bit. Maybe that's why he's been... Just doing promos like we haven't seen him wrestle. We haven't seen him wrestle in a while. Ethan Page, I th- he might be he might be banged up. Then, who knows what it is? But um, you have a lot of scenarios right here with the TNT title. They should have had Scorpio Sky turn back into a babyface last week. That's what they should have done, because Scorpio Sky versus Ethan Page for the TNT title down the line, that could have been really good. That could have been a really good program. But now you have Scorpio. Staying as a heel, and I really betrayed Frank Kazarian. So, eh. That's honestly, I feel like they should have done it the other way around. They really should have. They should have had Scorpio stay a heel. They should have turned him baby face, you know, leave Ethan Page and Dan Lambert, do something else. Then Scorpio, you know, demanded the TNT title back. And then Sammy Guevara was outside wherever he was with the TNT title. You know, and he pretended pretend like he was going to drop it and everything. Like, oh, I'm not going to do anything to it. But my friend here, Will, he had a sledgehammer. And he was like, oh, you know, this won't happen unless you give me the match. And Scorpio Sky, Scorpio Sky said no. And then Sammy started smashing the TNT title. And then Frank Kazarian came along and <laughs> He gets the sledgehammer, and Frank is like, oh, no wonder nobody likes you guys. And he starts smashing the title. So what I'm thinking they're going to do, they're probably going to do a triple threat match for the TNT title. Maybe they'll do it a double or nothing, and I think, honestly, they should. So I guess you'll see a triple threat match between Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara versus Frank Kazarian. Not officially announced, but I think that'll definitely be the match that, he, that, they'll, that they'll do, honestly. But the TNT title, it's really gone downhill since Miro left. I don't know that he like he left. He's 
been hurt. So hopefully we'll see him back on TV soon because we definitely need him back on there going after the TNT title. Because when Sammy won, I was happy for him. I, I think a lot of people were happy for Sammy. They're like, holy shit. Like one of the pillars right here. Sammy's having his own singles run. Oh my god, he, they actually gave him the belt. And it was a great moment at first. But then when he dropped it to Cody, it was like, why? Why that happened? Then he won it back a few weeks later. And then, okay, it was fine. Then Sammy had a good run again after that. He had a good match with Darby and then Darby and Andrade. You know, those were good matches. Then he dropped Scorpio at Revolu- after Revolution, excuse me. The Dynamite after Revolution. I was like, oh, okay, Scorpio gets a run. But then they did the whole stupid thing with Sammy and Ty. And then Sammy went back at Battle of the Bells. And Scorpio wins it back the next week on Dynamite. It's just, it was a whole, it's been a whole stupid thing they've done, right? The TNT title, the TNT title has definitely been booked like shit, I would say, recently. I honestly have to say it has been booked like shit. That's what I have to say. That's just honestly what I have to say right there. It's really been booked like shit. It, it really, it really has been. It seriously, seriously has been booked like shit. That's just how. That's what I feel. That's just honestly what I feel. Hey, hey. I, I truly hope when Miro does come back or whatever they're going to do, whatever the plan's going to be next to the TNT title, I hope it's just better what they're doing right now. I really hope it is. I, I really hope it's better than what they're doing right now. Because you have so many people that could be TNT champion right now. And that's the thing in Scorpio Sky, I wanted him to win the TNT title. But it's just been a roller coaster. Not the good kind of roller coaster. It's one of those bad ones where you're going upside down like fucking crazy. And you're going to be nauseous afterwards. And it's like, it's nothing against Sammy either. Because I still like Sammy in the ring. And I think he could be a really good, obnoxious heel. He should not be a babyface. Why are they still trying to push him as a babyface? He's clearly a heel. Let him be a fucking heel. People will actually cheer for him if he's a heel. They actually will. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, they will. That's how I see it. But hopefully the TNT title gets booked a lot better pretty soon. I just really hope it is. I really, I really hope it does, honestly. But we did see the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys become official for Double or Nothing. The Young Bucks made the challenge and it was made official. That's going to be fun to watch at Double or Nothing. They did, they did go at it back in Ring of Honor a few years ago. So now it's going to be really cool to see here in AEW. But now we get to the main event of the evening. Tag team match between the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. And this was my favorite match right here. It was my favorite match. It was the best match of the evening, in my honest opinion. 
We had William Regal on commentary. And, of course, we know Jericho was on commentary for the whole show. Jake Hager was standing behind Chris Jericho. I guess just in case if Regal tries something or anybody else tries something. But no, this is a really good tag match. It was kind of random, honestly, to see Seidel and Dante Martin challenge the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, it is really a shame that Darius Martin, you know, he's hurt again. My best wishes go out to him. So it looks like, they're, it looks like we're going to see Dante and Matt Seidel team up for quite a while now. I honestly think you should have just Dante be a singles wrestler again. Like, he was getting, like, a little bit of that singles push not too long ago. And I know they try to do the whole thing with him and Team Taz, like, where he swerves them and, you know, gets to a few with them. And then the whole shit with Leo Raj, and you had him with Jay Lethal, and then... I, I just let Dante go on his own, honestly. Don't let him, like, bounce around from people to people. Like, let him go on his own. Because he can make a run for the TNT title. Who says he can't? He definitely could. He'd be a fine TNT champion. Give him that Give him that shot. Give him that shot right there. He's got a long career ahead of him. And you can really tell they believe in him in a big way because he got to wrestle Hangman for the World Heavyweight title the time after Revolution. So they definitely see something in Dante. We know he's going to be great. He's going to probably be a future world champion. Like, I honestly want to see him get a singles run. I really do. But this tag team match was very fun to watch. It was great. It was awesome. It really was. And I'm looking forward to the Anarchy in the Arena match at Double or Nothing. That's going to be really fun to watch. I don't think it's going to be cinematic. I think it's going to be an actual match. It won't be like the fucking Stadium Stampede shit. So that should be fun to watch at Double or Nothing. No, I mean, this match, it really picked up a lot right here. Fucking Daniels with the stiff kicks and fucking Dante Martin doing the crazy shit in this match. Seidel's really, you know, not just a high flyer anymore. He's a good technical high flying wrestler now. They should have him in the tournament, Seidel. That would be really cool to see, to see him in the tournament. We could have seen him and Dante go at it again, or even Seidel and Phoenix. I mean, that would be really cool to watch. You know, hopefully if Seidel's still in AEW next year, they do the tournament again, which I'm sure they will. It's going to be a regular thing. Put Seidel in it. Seidel would be nice to have in it. Good veteran wrestler, technical high-flying wrestler now. He's always been one of the most underrated wrestlers, in my honest opinion. You know, I loved him as Evan Bourne. I still love him as Matt Seidel. I really do. I really, really do. But, um, but yeah, no, again, the main event was awesome. It was a really good main event match. It really, really was. It really, really was. It was a really fun main event right here. It absolutely was. And it's, again, the shit that Dante does in the ring, it's really crazy. I want to see him versus Danielson one-on-one. That would be nice to see, honestly. That actually would be really cool. I mean, he wouldn't be too bad for the Blackpool Combat Club, Dante Martin. He wouldn't be too bad for it, honestly. You know, have Dante wrestle Wheelie Yuta. And if Dante impresses, you know, them enough, hey, he can join. I mean, that'd be very unexpected, but it'd also be really cool. But it was a fun match, and it really picked up a lot towards the end, you know. 
Dante even hit his finisher on Moxley, but it wasn't enough right there because Daniels was able to break up the pin. They got a lot of their shit in, right? I thought this was going to be like a short main event, but no, they really got their shit in this match. But then towards the end right there, Seidel did everything he could, and then Daniels was beating the shit out of him, and then Moxley was throwing elbows like crazy at Dante, and then hit him with the paradigm shift. Seidel was knocked out. One, two, three. John Moxley and Brian Danielson get the win the main event. Regal and Jericho were fucking hilarious on commentary. And it was a great fucking show. It was a great fucking show. It was awesome. It really was awesome. But after the match, we did see Jericho and Hager. They got away from the commentary desk. They started beating up on Moxley and Danielson. And then we saw the rest of the JAS come out. And then Kingston, Santana, Ortiz came out. And then Danielson's leg actually got stuck between, like, the ramp and the ring. People were saying it's a work, you know. Some people were saying it probably wasn't. Because there were some people in the arena that said that Danielson's leg didn't get stuck for 10 minutes. only got stuck for, like, a couple minutes. Because when you see, like, in the clip, Jake Hager, well, you see it, like, online. Hager was still kicking Danielson while his leg was in there. They would have told him to stop. He just kept on doing it. So was it a work? I mean, we don't know. He's okay. He seemed like he was okay, Danielson. So at least that's good. Everybody's getting all worked up and everything. But at least he's doing good, thank God. And overall, it was a good show. It was a good show. Main event was the best match of the night. Like, all matches were good, in my honest opinion. Even the spears Demo match. All matches were good, in my honest opinion. i got to be completely honest. But now coming up on AEW Dynamite this week, the three-year anniversary of, of, uh, of AEW, where it all started in Vegas. So in Owen Hart Foundation, men's tournament semifinal match, we have Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. The winner will face Adam Cole in the finals at double or nothing. We also have an Owen Hart Foundation women's tournament semifinal match between Tony Storm and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. The winner will face... The winner of Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho. Those two wrestling on Rampage next Friday. CM Punk and Hangman and Page will come face-to-face. FTR will put their Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles on the line against Repugnate Vice. And we will have one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy versus Swerve Strickland versus the FTW World Heavyweight Champion, Ricky Starks, in a triple threat match. And potentially the main event of the evening, a steel cage match between Wardlow versus Sean Spears with MJF as a special guest or referee. But all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And the next time I will talk to you guys will be on Thursday to review AEW Dynamite. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Talk to you guys then.